It is the VoiceOver Gurus podcast. I'm your host, Linda Bruno, kind of rocking a little bit of a cold, the remnants of it. And today, Mike Hand is with me. Say hello, Mike. Hi, Linda. I love that that theme music. Da-da-da-da. Maybe you could write a, 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 theme, tune, yeah. a theme tune for me because yeah, you if do you that want, stuff. If you want everybody to shut it off in the first four seconds. <laughs> no, you do like funny parody songs and all that. Do you write the music too or you know no. you just like take common songs? No, see for parody it's easy. We just take, we just steal the music <laughs> and, then, and then just change the words and say, look, <laughs> look what we did. And that's parody Jeremy? What? That's, um, well, any, any parody. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Par- Parody Jeremy was a character I did for our comedy service, but he he died. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, no, it was, it was, uh, we expected it. It was a, a, a company decision? It, was, it wasn't It was sudden. <laughs> we all prepared. <laughs> it was expected. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. So happy January. Thank you. You too. I know. We're both in the thank, Northeast. Thank you. Thank you for having me back on the podcast. Of course. I love it. And we're both freezing. It's cold in Connecticut, isn't it? It is cold. Yeah, yeah. It's windy. It's Yeah, exactly. That's what we're dealing with. And everybody is sick up here right now. So it has been good times being a voice actor with an illness to boot as well. Well, what do you, how do you how do you handle that when when you're sick? What what, what are you what are you doing to your voice and and your nasal cavities? <laughs> well, I low it depends on the day. And how I feel when I wake up. If I'm completely blocked in the morning, then I have to run like the full gamut of nose rinses, nasal passage rinses. And then I basically take every drug under the sun just to clear it out, you know. Um, Wow. But the more annoying part, though, is the fact that it lingers. Then you wind up with like mucus for like two weeks. And then you're constantly clearing your throat, which is like the worst thing you can do for your vocal cords. But um, yeah. You find you can do you can do different voices when when you're sick. I can. Um, just going into my lower register is more difficult. Oh, really? My, for me, it's the opposite. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can. I can get down to Johnny Cash proportions when when I'm uh, <laughs> when I'm sick. Oh, because your voice is like hoarse. Yeah, because that's that's when I do some Johnny Cash parodies. Right. <laughs> it's much easier. It's just one of those things that we all have to deal with from time to time. But thankfully, I kind of like lift my voice a little bit, and a lot of times you can't hear the congestion. I feel it and I feel terrible, but thankfully clients and you even said you couldn't really tell that much. Where, where are you lifting it? I'm like, what, what part of your, of your system is, is getting lifted? It's, <laughs> it's almost like it's hard to explain, but like, as opposed to, um, when you feel healthy and you want strength, it's like you talk from the back of your throat to get uh-huh. some nice power, but because the cords are kind of all covered with gunk. I kind of move the voice a little further forward in my mouth. I know it sounds weird. Uh, it doesn't. I'm not no, making no, no. sense. I, I, you yeah. are making sense, but and 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 maybe this is important for for some of the newer uh, voiceover actors out there because the, the the placement in your mouth is is very important. So yeah, you know, if, if you can't get it in the back of your mouth, then then you're saying you can you can push it a little forward. Yeah, a little forward and kind of like lifting it up a bit in in within the vocal cavity. It's almost like you're speaking above and not letting the little frogs creep up and try and take down the the vocal path. I don't know. I'm not a, you know, a 
well, I'm not a voice scientist. No, but what? <laughs> but, do you think? Do you think you'd be able to to demonstrate the difference? Like with you being sick, if you place if you place your voice in your in your normal spot, and then and then the difference <laughs> between when you when you push it higher and forward. Well, like like I said, when my go into my um, lower register, uh, it's it breaks apart. So oh, it's gotcha. and like with downward inflections, you know, it's um, I just had to do something for a, a New York state reciprocal, and it's nicer, nice. You know, when I go down there, it's like uh, everything gets like all. Uh, oh, here. so you, you you just avoid that register? Yeah, I, I try gotcha. to stay out of okay. it. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, that that make that makes sense. Because at this pitch, it's fine. Which yeah, thankfully I, the majority of my work is in this zone. I couldn't tell that you were sick. Yay. Here's the other thing though. Do you tell anyone that you're sick because you don't want to look like you're weak or does it matter? Um I so voice actor on a job with a producer, do you do you tell them that you're sick? Right. Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would it affect your perspective if you had a talent say to you, I'm. No. Um, it would I'm, only I'm, matter I'm try, if the I'm performance it, suffered. If it would. Yeah, if the performance suffered. Um, but if, if I know the performer and I know that I'm not missing anything that I've had before, it, it really doesn't it really doesn't matter. Okay. I wonder if it matters, if, if it would matter to a producer if, if a new talent came in and said, I'm sick. Because um, I've gotten judgy looks back in the day when you were face to face with somebody from, from some engineers from the booth. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the booth, and if I I used to when I was a little more naive, I would be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm not feeling well today," you know. And I'd always I'd kind of like give this precursor, and I'd kind of get this evil eye look from the engineer, like automatically he was expecting me to suck, you know. So yeah. I had I had that a few times, and then I realized I think I just need to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> and if they hear something, then fine. But you know, maybe not walk into the session already setting yourself up for possible inadequacy. <laughs> I think I think that's the best way to go. Unless you have a relationship, and then like, hey, you know, this is the, if it's a little different, let me know. I'll, I'll I'll work a little harder today. But with strangers yeah. or new clients, don't I would say I would say keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Be- best foot forward and and just j- just go in there and, and rip it up. Not your voice, the copy. <laughs> now, what about the concept of someone hiring you and they think that you're black but you're not? What? Yeah, I had that happen. Do I tell them that I'm not black or do I just do the job? No, I, I think you just do the job. <laughs> right. Okay. I've I've known. <laughs> I you know I I I've known people who have who have gotten jobs for a particular where the the the, the producers were looking for a particular ethnicity this person was not that ethnicity mm-hmm. but they liked their voice the most mm-hmm. and 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 but they knew that that you know they were a completely different ethnicity than they were looking for but they were okay with it because they liked the voice well cuz that voice brought something to it that they were happy with yes but not based on ethnicity, though, right? Well, th- this person was doing an impression of the ethnicity they were oh, looking for. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I missed that part. <laughs> <laughs> and they the they liked it better. So I I don't I don't know. It's 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 it, it again. It depends on who you're working with. Yeah, because I used to do like an urban read, 
I haven't done it in a long time. And the client just assumed that I was African-American. Yeah. And, you know, and then I thankfully I mean, it was like ISDN session. They had no idea. But, you know, at the time I was like, do I? I don't know. You know, I, what do I do? Do I put on the, you know, the uh, inflections, the mannerisms that got me the job throughout the whole session, even during conversation with the client? Right. Or do you just save it for the script? You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I think today you don't want to be accused of anything. Right. Um, you know, there's there's this there's there's a push out there to 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 make sure like in Hollywood to make sure that whoever's whoever's getting the job shouldn't be taking the job away from someone who has attributes that that belong in that particular role. Um, it's it's kind of mm, I got you. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's kind of it, it's kind of uh, it's touchy, you know. And, and so, some people are sensitive to that. So maybe you know, just so, just so everything is out on the table, maybe maybe in today's world, then then you should kind of say, hey, I, you might think I'm this, but I really I'm I'm this. Um, <laughs> but that's an awkward conversation to have after they've already hired you. I know, and and. And it's session really, time. I feel like it shouldn't even matter if if you have the goods, right? And and you're and you sound the way that they want, then it shouldn't matter. But looking at society today and and social norms, it seems like it does matter today. So mm-hmm. probably being forthcoming with with that stuff today is 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 the best thing. And tomorrow it might change. <laughs> It is tricky, though, with ethnicities, especially when it comes down in a script. Like, I had an audition yesterday, and it was it said, you know, you can do a light Hispanic accent, but only if it's authentic. You know, they don't right. want someone who is not Hispanic, I guess, to try it. Um, and I guess that's, again, along with that sensitivity, you want to make sure that you're getting, you know, what you want. What You know, pure. <laughs> a pure talent that has that actual you know, gift of their ethnicity being able to be projected as well as a, a straight read. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there, there, there is, there is that drive, so, so that you know, it, it, it's not perceived as as one ethnicity stealing jobs from another, and not just ethnicity. It's, it's any any walk of life. Um, you know, someone's taking a job from someone else that that deserves mm-hmm. it more. Mm-hmm. I have a a, a student who's African American, and he shies away from any kind of urban sound he doesn't want to sound like that and i i'm my side is i'm like why wouldn't you just you know use all your abilities yeah if 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 it's a niche that he can that he can grab onto right i mean and i i think that it is you know uh, it would be a very valuable avenue and i'm always saying look you got to with that, with all of us, you got to find where your strengths lie. If you happen to be really good at a particular kind of, you know, delivery or read or whatever. I mean, I wouldn't deny my my Hispanic heritage. You know, I read with the accent yesterday, but again, some people might take offense to it and be like, "Oh, you put on a Mexican accent." <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. I I guess well, like you said, it is a touchy subject. It is, but you you do have something in your corner. You're Mexican. I know. <laughs> <laughs> What I'm saying is I don't shy away from it, but it's not my main line of work. Right, right. Let's put it that way. Yeah, well, you're, you're using the tools you have. 
Right. And I think we should all use the tools we have. I agree. Right? Yeah. Like a- <laughs> like acting tools? <laughs> acting tools, yes. Well, I, w- I wanted to ask you today. I, I know you, Last time I was here, you asked me a lot of stuff. I wanted to ask yeah. you something today. Okay. I wanted to ask you the benefits of improv in voiceover. Mm. I know that's a big question. And I yeah. but but I, I know I know that you do some improv and you teach some improv, right? I have a class tonight actually. Oh, so yeah. see, let, let's prepare for your class, Linda. Yeah. <laughs> improv is so good and it's so good for so many things. You know, I mean even separate from voice acting. Because, hey, maybe you have always desired to do a little acting since you were a kid and you just... I have. (laughs) Your path took you to a different place, (laughs) you know, and maybe you're working a job that doesn't involve any kind of creativity. So by doing improv or joining a a group, you get a chance to explore those muscles and stretch. Um, Improv also helps some people with confidence, you know, and being able to get up in front of a crowd um, because you have to think on the spot. You know, it's that quick thinking uh, mechanism that a lot of us don't have to use anymore because um, computers are doing everything for us. <laughs> but, you know, when your brain is being put into a situation and you have to think of something immediately or do, like tonight we're going to do like a free association game, you know, where How does that work? one person is going to say a word to the person on their left and that person has to immediately respond with another word there's no pauses there's no stopping there's no thinking it's just flowing okay (laughs) flowing um and i just think that's great because then you can apply it to scripts with voiceover because once you get comfortable you know freeing yourself up then it becomes so much easier to do it in the booth people like freeze a lot of times when they get in the booth they can be one way in their normal life or right in front of you. And then the moment the, the mic is right in their face, they become a completely different person. So just, just practicing that, that, that outgoing personality is really just brings it to the forefront when, when you're working. Yeah. And you can do it anytime. I mean, it's, uh, I'm a complete nut job the majority of my day, you know, just at night I what? talk to myself. What? Can you believe it? <laughs> I have <That's> full, insane. <laughs> I act out complete like scenes that I've made up when I'm driving in my car. <laughs> Um, and it's just like a crazy person, but it, it's for my work, you know, and just also because I love it. It's not like I'm forcing myself to do this. But um, I was having this conversation with another student a couple weeks ago because he said he goes, oh, I'm in the car and I just sing all this stuff, songs I don't even know. I just make them up. And I go, exactly. You just go with it. It's like you're just you're working that that creative muscle, continually working that muscle. There's there's nothing uh, as far as I'm concerned that. uh is bad about that. So what do I have to be creative about as a voiceover artist? I'm in the booth. Somebody already wrote the script. Mm-hmm. What What do I need to be creative about? <laughs> why, why do I have to work that muscle? Well, if somebody said to you, Mike, um, could you try to, you know, maybe let's give me a case in point. The client has no clue what they want. All right. What? And I know. It never happens, right? Everybody's always organized and knows what they want. But the customer is always right. Of course. So therefore, we have to, you know, go along with whatever they're asking for. We are the trained monkey, right? So if somebody said to you, eh, you know, I'm really not feeling, you know, what, what, how you're doing that. Could you try it a different way? But yet they have no, nothing, no direction to give you of that different way. 
you know, then it would be nice if you already had a few things in your arsenal that you could try. A different style of read, you know, maybe different pacing, tone. Um, it's not, you know, if you've been practicing it, then it, be, it comes very easily and then you can give the client options and they can go, wow, you're not just a, a one read kind of person. A one, you know, they can only do one type of read. So I- improv is going to put you on the spot and that's going to prepare you for when you are put on the spot. In the yes. booth, so it's it, it's it's like, and I'm sure you go over this with your students. The the practicing of, of just the reading of of scripts out loud and just continuing to do that work outside mm-hmm. of the booth can you know continue to read uh, you know in different ways. Find the different inflections. Just pick up a newspaper and just start reading reading mm-hmm. from the from the newspaper and, and and find the different ways to read to read those things. Once you get into the booth, yeah, somebody else wrote the script, but you you are really interpreting that script and and the the practice of the reading and the the improv. It it sounds like is gonna is gonna help you interpret that script in in a couple of different ways, so that you're you're able to to switch gears and and give the client exactly what they want. Exactly. It's or like a- even if they don't know what they want. Right. At least you can offer them a few things. And then a lot of times they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, that that sounds good. I I like the way that you're ending that phrase or whatever, you know, but a lot of times they'll say to you, you know, give me that line three ways in a row. And, you know, an untrained actor or one that is a little less creative will say the line the exact same way over, you know, and that's not what they want. They want to hear something different each time. So how do you come up with that? But you know, that's what practice is for. That's what getting coaching is for, because people don't initially hear it. And then when they practice it, they're like, oh, wait a minute, I could actually say that, you know, all right, you know, the, like the phrase, yes, I can hear you. 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 You know, there's all these different ways you can say that phrase. And people that haven't practiced it don't that you know instantly doesn't turn on for them but with the con- continual repetition continual working it i mean i could say that phrase probably 99 different ways yeah and it, and it takes on a completely different meaning mm-hmm. with, with every inflection mm-hmm. yeah so improv is just great because it just i i like it especially for students that have a difficult time kind of coming out of their shell or they're very analytical and they're in their head a lot Mm-hmm. Um, and they're thinking about everything. You know, you know, improv forces you to not think, to just be and go and flow and, and whatever comes in your head to just, you know, run with it and see see where you can take it. Um, and that's how the much, exciting part. How much how much growth? I don't know how long you've been doing the, the improv classes, but how, how much how much growth can you see within the group that, that you have? You know, of of particular individuals. You know, this this person was 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 pretty introverted, and now you know you can see them coming out of their shell and, and be and being able being much more comfortable in their own skin to be able to to make choices. Yeah, yeah. That that, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I like when the voice students come, but the majority of the improv people are actually from all walks of life here on Long Island, and they okay. come and take the class. And they, um, you know, they vary from month to month. But, you know, the repeats that we have that do come back because they love it, they love the freeing aspect. Every time they come, they're looser. You know, they're more confident. They're more comfortable. But my whole environment here, I, I really stress that whole inclusive concept. I don't, 
There's no judgments. I don't want anyone to be judged. I don't want anybody to be made fun of. This is like a safe space. And I want people okay, to so have I, two I can't hours. come. Right. <laughs> right. I am not allowed at improv class. <laughs> yeah, no, no judges. But like, a, you know, a traditional improv class is more structured. You know, it's it's educational. And <laughs> this is not that kind of class. This is more two hours of just expressing yourself. And like I said, it's a lot of the people just have regular nine to five jobs and they just want to release or tap in to something that they've always loved to do and had no place to do it. Um, and it's nice. But they, I have some people that come here and suddenly they discover that they have this love for performing and then it like ignites this fire. So there's definitely change with people like that. And it's nice to see. It's really nice to see. So it can it can help in 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 any any job, just just life itself. But just bringing it back to voiceover, it's 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 gonna it's gonna help with with making with making those decisions in the booth when 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 someone, you know, when a, when a producer asks for something crazy like we've never done to you, Linda. I know <laughs> you guys give me such normal things we've, to read. <laughs> we've ne- we've never asked you to do anything outside of your comfort zone. <laughs> Or, or anything that would be considered outlandish or racy or <laughs> nothing like that. Well, think about the people that you've worked with, voice talent. I mean, the ones you remember are the ones that are going to give you, you know, more than maybe you asked for. Um, and, you know, go for it as opposed absolutely. to someone who just stays conservative and just reads the script and, A- you know. Absolutely. If, if, if you bring something to the script other, other than just what's written down, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you're, you're going to, it is a performance. It's not, it's not a reading. It's not, it's not like you're, you're at a convention and someone's giving a report, you know, it, it's, it's a performance. Mm-hmm. So whatever, whatever else you can bring to it. And it's, yes, the, that performance, once you're done with it, it doesn't belong to you, but you still make it your own. And, and, and it kind of does belong to you because you're the only one who could have given that performance. Mm, right, right. And and usually that's why you got the job anyway because you were the one who gave that performance. So, you know, you you make it yours and 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 once once you're comfortable in that zone um with yourself and making things yours, you know, that that's that's when when everything's going to shine. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget that we are all unique. You know, and the way one person reads something is going to be different from the way someone else interprets it. But sometimes people think that, you know, that they compare themselves to someone else. And you just can't, you know, because no, everybody's different. Absolutely. And, and I, I forget if I was I was talking to you about this the other day. But, um, you know, even in, in an audition, if if you don't get the job, you you're still you're still networking. And, mm. you know, your unique read wasn't a fit for that part, but it might be a, a fit for uh, a, a part down the road. And, you know, so it, it's not it's not that you weren't good, although that's possible. But, you know, being being a, right. a, a professional in the business, you probably are good. Um, it's not that you weren't good. You just you just weren't a fit for that part. Right. Um, and, and it's someone is going to find, you know, a, a place for, for your unique voice. Um, eventually it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard sometimes. If you but. keep at it. I know when I first started out, you know, and I was very nervous every time I would audition and, you know, again, a lot of it was in front of other people. 
Um, I was extremely aware and, and I kept thinking, well, I, I need to sound like, you know, a certain, I, it took me, you know, a few years to kind of get comfortable with my own voice and find, you know, and be okay <laughs> with how I sound naturally. Um, because I was always kind of very aware, like, oh, 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 I need to sound like, like that woman sounds, you know, or I need to, to raise my voice like she does, you know, and I would get so in my head about it and get so, you know, self-conscious. But when you finally get to that point where you don't give a shit and you're like, all right, I'm just going to go in and I'm just going to have fun and you let go. And then that's when like the best stuff comes out. But it takes, it takes a bit, you know, when you're starting out, you don't have that confidence. Was there was there a process to that, or or were it just came with the territory? You okay? Yeah. I've been doing this so long that you know I I I know who I am, and and this is this is what I'm gonna do. It's like trial and error, you know, auditioning for things because the agent had their pers- per you know perspective and their um, idea of what you would fit for, so they would send you out on a lot of those types of reads, um, and I would find out basically what I was good at by what I wound up booking and what I didn't. So that's, I would just go in, give it my best shot, and then all of a sudden if I booked the job, I would know, oh, wow, I have a natural affinity for promos. I would have never known that. You know, but it was really trial and error for me, and it was not a not an overnight thing. And ju- just that experience of, of yeah. doing it, which is, which is sometimes the hardest part, just do yeah. it. Yeah, you have to go through that frustration of not booking for a while, of not booking any jobs. You know, now it's even tougher because you're not getting any feedback at all. But, you know, you just have to, I don't know, you, you keep working it. You, you work with coaches. You get feedback on your read. You'll find the path that fits for you and where your voice naturally fits. That's, That's what I feel. <laughs> you can do it, Mike. I got a little tear. <laughs> you can do it. Like what for you? You know, because you write a lot of these bits, but you're in a lot of them, too. What do you think is your most natural read or character? Uh, dumb guy. Is it? I don't know. No. <laughs> What's your, you, what, just guy next door? I would say, yeah, I would say guy guy next door. Mm-hmm. Just uh, probably goofy guy next door. Mm-hmm. Okay, goofy guy next door with funny hair. <laughs> All right, have, goofy guy next door thing. with funny hair and an annoying dog. <laughs> I think that's it. Not there, to get too specific. Is there any other read that you're really good at? That wow, you think? You're really putting me on the spot. I know. Well, I, I I do a killer Brian Lee impression. Oh, I know, you do. It's awesome. <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> Hi, Brian, if you're listening. <laughs> so are there any other I mean, but you know, because you write yourself into a lot of these bits, are you just normally normal guy or are you I'm not usually thinking, actually, who's going to read the You're lines. too focused on writing the bit. I am writing the bit, but I, I guess while I'm writing it, it is, it is kind of in my voice. So I'm, I'm hearing, I'm hearing, I'm writing it as if I were delivering it. Um, so it, it, it is kind of in my voice. So when I do just a, a goofy guy, man on the street kind of thing, I, I, I guess I am writing it in my own voice. Mm-hmm. Which is just the voice you hear now. It's, not, it's nothing special. It's your neighbor. It's someone's neighbor. It's I'm your someone's friend. neighbor. It's I can be friend. someone's neighbor or friend. Mm-hmm. You work it well. I try. 
You're very, very good. Oh, but thank you so much. You've done improv, though, right? I haven't. No. I, I'd love to start. I thought, like, in your past, you had, like, an improvisational background somewhere. No, no. Wow. Um, no, imp- no improv here. All the years I've known you, I never knew that. I always assumed. Well, I'm a liar. So <laughs> I, prob- li- <laughs> I probably told you at some point that I've done improv, but I haven't. Maybe you, you, you just expressed <laughs> that you wanted to come to the class and we live too far away from each other for that to yes. happen. Oh, so yeah. maybe I, that's I, where I got, the, I got the assumption. That would be fun. Like, can we play a game right now? Can we do an improv game right now? Sure. Okay. I, I don't know any, so you, you, have, to, you have to Okay. coach me. Go All ahead. right. So this is a common one where you and I go back and forth asking each other. We, we do a scene, and every phrase has to be ending in a sentence. So let's, let's pick a scene. Um, uh, okay. What do you want to talk about, Mike? Did you mean that everything has to end in a question? Yes, <laughs> every phrase has to be a question. Oh, uh, I don't. I uh, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> Didn't we agree before the podcast what we were going to discuss? Why is it up to me? Why shouldn't it be up to you? You're the smarter one. When did I get so smart? <laughs> So you're saying you're dumb? Where are my pants? <laughs> so you're saying you're dumb? <laughs> oh, you're repeating yourself now? <laughs> Am I repeating myself? You can't hear yourself repeating yourself? <laughs> Am I repeating myself? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's an improv game. It gets more difficult as it goes along. Yeah, because you're actually supposed to, like, have a scene, you know? Well, <laughs> like, I'm trying. With, uh, you know, the there's the common elements of any improv scene is the, the situation, the relationship between the parties within the scene, and the environment. So then there, there's got to be some sort of climactic point that then gets resolved. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I'm completely unprepared for that. <laughs> So, like, okay, it's reps, R-E-P-S, relationship, environment, problem, solution. Got it. So you kind of decide, you know, you and I are two construction workers and we're friends. There's the relationship, construction workers. Is that uh, the part? Is that the part that we skipped? (laughs) <laughs> like, do we, do we have to come up with that first or, or is it is it done on the fly? It's done on the fly, kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah, with the question one. I gotcha. But, okay. but then sometimes, though, like tonight, you know, we'll set up scenes for people. Um, and, okay, we're going to do one that's an environment building scene where we're going to give them an environment and there's no conversing between anyone, but each person has to come up on stage and be a part of that environment like an inanimate object, you know, a rock, a tree or whatever is in that environment. And then you have to pay attention to your partners as to where they land, what they're doing to see how you can complement or be a part of the environment with them. Wow. And there's no talking. Mm-mm. None. I think you, I told you my favorite workout so far has been the one with the timings. What is that? Okay, so you do a scene, 
you and maybe two other people. We give you the scenario. You're doing the scene. And then, you know, you, you have your beginning. You have your relationship. You have your problem. And then you have your solution. Okay, great. Now, we want you to do the scene in 60 seconds. So now the scene is timed. And the players have to still get out all those major points now within 60 seconds. Okay, now we're going to do it in 30 seconds. And then we're going to do it in 15 seconds. And then we're going to do it in 10 seconds. Oh, wow. And you will, oh my God, it's one of the funniest things to watch people do. Wait, and they have to do it all in questions? No, no, no. This has oh, nothing that's to do different. with questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you really get down to the nuts and bolts of the scene when it's only 10 seconds. Wow. Yeah. So it's, you know, fast paced things like that, but it's so much fun. I think that's why it's starting to sell out my little class. It's nice. Well, here's what I've learned so far. What? Um, voiceover, I, I'm sorry, improv is is a benefit to voiceover. Yes. Improv is a benefit to, to just life in general. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I am very bad at improv. Not true. You were doing well. But I don't know any reps. <laughs> but you still, you, you had the questions. I, you did well. I, for, I forgot my reps. Your reps. <laughs> I need some reps, and I, and I need to do it faster. I'm going to work on it, Linda. <laughs> now you have something to work on. Y- yeah, now I have something to work on. But do, can you see how it would be entertaining? Absolutely. I, it, it's it's fun. It's more entertaining for me to watch the other people do it. I mean, oh, I bet. You should you should be videotaping it and putting it on YouTube. Yeah, I'm not. That's the <laughs> other thing, too. <laughs> it's our safe space. There's nothing oh, recorded. Right, right. There's no safe social space. media. That way I people forgot. can be themselves. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's one of the benefits. But, um, yeah, it's just it's a really good time. And once you get used to it and you get over the nerves, um, I, don't, I, I took improv classes in New York City and Oh, my gosh. It was one of the hardest things I ever did because you had all these techniques you had to think about. There were all these rules. Usually there are basic rules in improv. You know, you can't ask a question. You can't you can't, you know, give an answer that would just have no way to carry the scene forward. You know, there's a lot of things that there are rules that you're supposed to follow. And and then there's a lot of difficult games to do. And I would just be, oh, my God, so nervous just sitting there waiting for my time when I had to go up there. I I how, how long ago did you do that? Oh, let's see. I was living in the city in the early 2000s. So, yeah, it was around that time. Um, my class is not like that. I don't want it to be like that. <laughs> you know, I don't want it to be a pressure-filled thing where people are feeling like. But, you know, if people want to study improv, by all means. You know, there are groups on Long Island. There's places you can go do it with a the theater. Um, this is not Well, that it seems place. like if, if you get deeper into it, like, like you're saying, that there's there's another purpose for it. It's not, it's not just for fun at that point. Now, now right. you're, you're driving toward uh, probably a job in acting or, or, or something like that. If, if you're, if you're getting that deep into it. Well, some of the what greatest comedians that are out there came from improv, what, citizens brigade and second city and yeah, the groundlings. Yeah. I mean, that's, in, you know, in Manhattan, obviously you have access to a lot of that. So if, if that's the path you want to go, maybe you want to be on SNL, go for it (laughs) you know that's you definitely have the resources up here where we live but my class is not like that (laughs) no but it sounds like improv is just just beneficial there's online improv that my friend rebecca does um for those that maybe don't want to leave the studio and they want to do it for voiceover 
and she does uh, love that improv VO. And it's awesome because she gives you games online and it's all done via Skype. And really? it's just a group of people. You could do that. I'm going to go do that. Yeah. And she has different levels. She has like an advanced group. She has a beginner's group. I've taught a few of them. And, it, you know, it's more difficult to teach because you're having, you're taking out the physical, obviously. And it's all audio-based <laughs> games. Right. So you can do the one like we did with the questions, but obviously you can't do environment build with just no speaking. So, um, but it is really good for voiceover actors. I actually have to add her to my voiceover guru website because uh, I want her to be a good resource for people in case they do want to do online improv. And she she was also on the podcast uh, a few months ago too. But it's really cool. It's the same thing. Flexing that muscle, figuring out how to work with scripts, improvise into scripts to make them real, make them sound authentic. Um I think what 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 I've gotten from this conversation today is what I what I really need to do is just in my everyday life is only speak in questions. <laughs> and I, I think I, your I wife will divorce you. <laughs> I don't think anyone would be annoyed with that, would they? Your wife will divorce you. <laughs> I know my wife. Did you take out the sometimes. trash? Did you take out the trash? <laughs> well. Matt does that with me. Hey, where do you want to go to dinner tonight? Um, I don't know. Are you in the mood for anything? Are you in the mood for anything? And then if I suggest something, this is another thing that annoys me. I'm like, hey, how about Mexican? He's like, Mexican? <laughs> I go, okay, I guess you don't want Mexican. How about Greek? Greek? <laughs> so I'm just like, well, So he's then- doing it anyway. You know what? He, yeah. He's in an improv class. And you're, you're just not aware. <laughs> I know. You're constantly attending an improv class with him. It's so annoying, just with the food <laughs> stuff. I'm like, make a decision. Or my favorite, do you need help with that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 poop. <laughs> I didn't want to help you with it's that. It's true. It's true. I said, don't, don't ask me if you have no intention of actually wanting to help me. <laughs> Oh, men. Men. Can you explain that to me? Men and improv. <laughs> I'll have to tell Matt that he actually does improv with me without realizing he does it. <laughs> I could explain men to you, but that would take an entirely uh, an entire other podcast. Yeah. Well, okay, give me a wrap up in 10, ten uh, words or less. 10 words? I can give it to you in three words. Hmm. Sleep, sex, food. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> as long as men are satisfied with those three things, life is good. Done. But what about job importance? Because men really need, like, you know, the ego to feel good that they're supplying and they're, you know, going out there caveman style, getting getting the food for the family. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Men who don't have jobs usually aren't very happy. They want to be productive. Hold on. Men who don't have jobs can't get sex or food. Oh, so they have the job to get the sex and the food. Yes. It's just a means to an end. Sex, food, sleep. Done. God, you're so smart. That's so true. Mm -hmm. You're not dumb. That's great. Thank you, Linda. (laughs) I'm not dumb. That's definitely a whole other conversation. I that I would like to have with you about men. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, improv is great. I'm glad you asked me about that because um, it's good to talk about because it is uh, really beneficial for voice talent. Um, and it's something that I put in my little guide that people can download for free off of the website where I talk about finding a local improv group 
or even an acting class is awesome too, you know, because that forces you to get out of your own head for a while as well. Yeah, just just straight up acting. Yeah, because really, that's that's what you're doing. You are you are acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we're acting with everything we read. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not you. It's you putting on that persona. Yeah, I don't like sauerkraut, but I have to read about how the sauerkraut is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> But those that get in their head and analytical will ask the question and say, well, why am I even talking about sauerkraut? And I said, well, don't ask why. (laughs) Just do. (laughs) They don't understand that. They're like, well, that doesn't make sense, though. You wouldn't say sauerkraut with this. And, you know, and then they start to question the copy. And I'm like, "Okay, (laughs) you need to shut your brain off. You're thinking too much about it. Don't worry about it. I think what 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 needs to happen is you have to. You have to make sense of those words, even if they don't make sense to you. Yes. And that is why voice actors make good money. Because they can make something, a crappy piece of copy, they shine up that turd real well. Right? <laughs> Not that anything you've ever written has been bad. No, I'm going to send you scripts tomorrow. Like, here, here are today's turds. Here you go, Linda. Just shine them up real good for me, Okay. That's pretty much what we're doing sometimes. <laughs> Some of the scripts are pre- pretty bad. <laughs> not not turns. a lot though. Mm. No, I don't. I don't really come across too many. But every hey, once yeah. in a while, whatever. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, your scripts are unusual because they're always. Oh, we're just off the wall. Well, you're usually also interactive with multiple parties in each script and. That's true. It's, it's it's rarely just a kind of a monologue. It's anytime you've had me do a straight announce, it's always been the Sarah McLaughlin voice crying about some dogs or something, oh. <laughs> some some sort of sad thing that I have to talk about. <laughs> That's the only time really that you've had me do, other than the latest uh, round of stuff that we're doing right now for uh, the birthdays. But oh, our new birthday bits. Mm-hmm. But everything else is pretty much interactive with multiple actors. Yeah, so how do you how do you think about that? I don't know how much longer you want to go, but how how do you think about that when and we're jumping all over the place here. I when know. when you have when you have uh multiple parts, you don't get to hear the other parts. Right. How how do you take a look at that script and and kind of make decisions on on how you're going to play something where you're not going to you have you have nothing to react to? You you just you just have to have to get it done with with only only working with your lines and not hearing how the other actors are reading it. Right. I mean, vivid imagination is what I usually tap into, you know, but obviously it's a luxury if somebody's going to read with you. The actual actor would be the tremendous luxury um, because then you always get such wonderful energy from someone else. But um, no, you just you first you got to figure out the context of what it is you're reading. You know, what line, what's coming before it? What is the person saying? How would you react to what they're saying? And, you know, emotionally with the line that you're given to say. You guys, you know, give a lot of things where it's a lot of reactions. You know, it's it's you're screaming right now. What was the other day about Beyonce shopping at Target? You know, <laughs> I got to freak out, you know, you're, and all you have to say to me is you're you're mad crazy that Beyonce shops at Target and you, you want to shop at Target now. OK, great. So I picture some insane woman. You know, <laughs> and I don't need to read off with someone else because I've already got the character in mind. 
and you just you're giving reactions you're giving but yeah i understand if it's a conversation between two people you know it can be tough but it, it's, th- a, it's a character i think one thing you said what that's important is you know, you, you get energy from from another actor. You, when, when you're yes. playing off someone else, you're going to get energy. So that's that's difficult sometimes as as a VO artist inside a booth by yourself. Yeah. You still have to replicate that energy that you would have been able to draw from someone else by, by bouncing lines off of each other. You, you still have to you still have to get to that that point of, of energy. And that's 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 a tough thing for for, for some people. And, and I think that that does separate um, some the, the goods from the greats with, you know, being being able to, to get there with without playing off of someone else. But then sometimes there's spots like especially with car spots and it, maybe it's a male female alternating read that, you know, my hard sell might be different than like JJ's hard sell. The energy level might be different, you know, and it would sound awkward if one was up here and the other one was right here with the energy cell so it's it, it's important in spots like that where you're like a standalone but you're still being mixed with someone else to hear their energy level right so it matches otherwise sometimes it sounds awkward and hopefully you have that benefit sometimes you know the, the producer will play that down for you and you can you can hear yeah. that i usually ask for it I just say, can you send me the male's lines just so I can hear, you know, how high he went with this, how how over the top he went with it, um, you know, and that's the uh, another thing, you know, just ask, you just ask the producer, ask if the, somebody winds up sending you a copy that has another another voice, say, is there any chance that the other talent did it? Can I can I hear it? Can you send me those takes? A lot of times they will. And that it's it's great to be aware of that and 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 just know to ask. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's one of those things, too, that you kind of learn by trial and error, <laughs> you know, because you send your tracks and the producer's like, yeah, no, this doesn't sound good. It doesn't match with the spot. You're going to need to recut it. And at that point, you did like, not shine my turd. <laughs> right? Your turd is still stinky. <laughs> yeah, but these are good. These are good things to keep in mind. Again, it comes with experience of dealing with it. But um Acting, 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 improv, improv, improv. I can't say it enough. You can't get away from it and be successful in this business. No way. I, I just, I firmly believe that. You I know, agree. You know, I'm lucky enough because I work with you guys. You're my practice, you know, because you guys give me improv to do on an almost daily basis. So my muscle gets nice and flexed. Um, that, that's why I contact you to, to flex your muscle. I appreciate it. <laughs> so since I've, I mean, I've worked with you guys for years now. So since I've worked with you though, it, it becomes so much easier for me to get into character with things. And I've discovered characters that I didn't even know I had, you know, oh, it's great. Yeah. It's been, it's, it's a, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. I'm blessed to work with you. I'm blessed. It's been wonderful. Well, we're blessed to have you, Linda. <laughs> and on that note, I think this is informative. I'm, I, I like the fact that you wanted to talk about improv and interview me about it because it's a. I think this is a nice uh, shift for the podcast. Yeah, well, I, I, I have nothing to add, so I figured that you, you did. <laughs> you a lot so to add. You're a comedy hear, writer. I wanted to hear from you. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me back. And this is wraps up another episode of the Voiceover Gurus podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I know some people have been trying to rate the podcast on iTunes and having difficulty. I don't know what's up with that. 
Um, if there's any place that you can rate it, I would love that. <laughs> I really would because uh, it's nice to hear from people, too, if you have any questions or comments um, about what we're talking about or you have an idea of something you want to discuss, you know, you can also email me directly at info at voiceover.guru. And thanks again to Mike Hand for sitting with me today. And uh, have a great rest of your day, Mike. Thank you, Linda. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> and everyone else, have a great rest of your day as well. 